Simon Says? How many remember the game Simon Says? Simon Says, stand up. So if you didn't stand, you've already lost. I'm serious. I want everybody to play. Simon Says, stand up. I want to give you a second shot at it. Sam, Teresa, come on, girls. Let's do it now. Let's do this, okay? Simon Says, raise your right hand. Simon says, put it down. Okay, Simon says, turn around and look at the camera back there. Turn around and look at the camera. Simon says, wave to the camera. Oh, Simon didn't say wave to the camera. Oh, so if, if you wave, sit down. How many, of you, how many of you did not wave? Ah, we got some real stickers here. Okay, Simon says, turn around and face me. Simon says, scratch your head. Stop. Uh, Simon says, put your arms out like this without hitting your neighbor. Okay, Simon says, wave your hands. Okay, Simon says, stop waving your hands. Simon says, put your hands down at your side. Raise them up. Oh. Simon says, sit down. Simon says, give yourself a hand. Oh boy. Y'all know what y'all look like when y'all were doing that? A bunch of adults out there. You look like a bunch of kids. So today we're talking about the second part of restoring the kingdom. Some of you aren't childish enough. And we'll talk about that as we go. I know a lot of the wives are thinking, well, you don't know my husband. He's very childish. <laughs> Can I get a witness from the wives? He's just a kid, and he's not grown up, but he's a kid. He still acts like a child. It's not all bad, you know, acting like a kid. Amen. Matthew 18, 3 says this, Assuredly, I say to you. Guess who's saying this? Jesus. Jesus said this, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You know he didn't say this. He didn't say unless you are converted and become as adults, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. I wonder why he didn't say adults. Why didn't he say mature adults? Why didn't he say like the Pharisees? Because adults have problems with things. And Pharisees had a big time thing about religion. And so Jesus was talking to the, to the, to the disciples. And he said, you've got to come to me if you're going to be converted. If you're going to come to my kingdom, which is what we're talking about these next few weeks, you've got to become like little children and converted. So we're going to talk about some things today about being kids. Now, let's talk about characteristics of little children. Y'all can write these down if you want to. Or you can just remember them or watch them later on, on our repeat performance on uh, live stream. Why don't we call it live stream if you can go back and watch it later. It should be later live or something. All right, here's what children are. Some of you are thinking, oh, he's saying we've got to be childish, but I'm not saying that. Here's what children are. This is why Jesus said what he said. I hope you get this this morning. Children are innocent. Now, we're not talking about 13-year-old kids. We're talking about toddlers. 
Children are innocent. They believe what they are told. If y'all believe this, just say amen once in a while. They can... <laughs> Children throw things. Ida, can you keep that him under wraps? Thank you. Lost my place. Children completely depend on their parents for their needs, for their every need. Toddlers do. They, they've got to have parents that take care of them. Children don't remember when somebody's done, them some, done wrong to them. They don't keep a record of wrongs. Correct? Children, toddlers, they're pure in heart. They're loving. They do not plot evil against anyone. In other words, they have no malice in their hearts. That's what children are. Intellectually, children grow fast in knowledge. I mean, they say a kid gathers so much by the time he's five that it's unbelievable what their, what their brain has absorbed. They learn quickly. Adults, not so quickly. Children come under authority very easily. Right? <laughs> not my kid. <laughs> but they do. They come under authority very quickly. Children are very teachable. You wouldn't be here today unless you had been taught as a child, and this is a result of you being taught as a child. Children, listen to this. This is important. Children know how to play. They just know how to play. You, you know, you can buy them the most expensive toy for Christmas, and they'll like the box better. And they don't know they're not supposed to like the box until you tell them that's not the present. It's this gizmo. That's the present. Oh, okay. Then they'll play with that gizmo. But they'll like the box. Matter of fact, they just like opening boxes. You, you, our daughter at Christmas, everybody just handed them, Tressie, the boxes so she could unwrap them. And then she would pass them on to whoever they belonged to. She's like to open presents. Children are resilient. Thank God. Because of us as adults, they need to be resilient. They are imitators, both of the good and the bad. They imitate very well. Little children are humble in the sense that they are who they are and they make no excuses for it. Are y'all getting this? Jesus said, unless you become as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. They don't think they are someone special. You know who makes them think that? We do. We're the ones that put them on pedestals. We're the ones that say, this is my kid. He is the smartest kid in the class. She is the best soccer player on the field. Correct? They don't know that. Oh, I'm positively reinforcing things in their life. Well, that's one thing, but just to make them think they're above everybody else is another thing. Amen? Y'all didn't think a, a sermon on children could actually hurt your feet. <laughs> children are so trusting. That's why we have to teach children not to take candy from strangers or not to even talk to strangers because they'll go up to... Yes, sir, give me some candy. You got candy? Yeah, I'll take it. That's just kill children. They, they're trusting Children are repentant. I never thought about that until I started studying this. 
They're repentant. They get caught. <laughs> they start crying. How many of you got kids that after you spank them, they run up and jump in your arms so you can hug them? Because they're so loving and they're so repentant. They don't even maybe know what they did was that wrong. But they'll, they'll come and go, oh, Mommy, I'm so sorry. Daddy, I'm so sorry. And they'll cry and blubber and everything. And you'll think, oh, I'm so sorry I made them feel this bad. You know? Oh, it's okay, kid. <laughs> the tears are quick for kids. They know, they know how to repent. So it's no wonder that Jesus said, unless you're converted, which means repent, become as little children, you will by no means say no means. Enter the kingdom of heaven. Last week we looked at John 3. I want to recount just a little bit of that because I don't want you to think, oh, he just said if we become like children, we come to the kingdom. There were some other qualifications. And he said this to Nicodemus. Now, this was a man who came to Jesus at night. He was a Pharisee. He wore the funny hat. He probably took it off at night so he wouldn't look like a Pharisee. So he came to Jesus at night because he was afraid of what everybody else would think. Guess what? A kid wouldn't care what everybody else thinks. But a Pharisee would. So he shows up to Jesus, you know, with Jesus. And now he wants a private audience with Jesus. And this is what he said. This man came to Jesus and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So he had some intellectual thought process that this man's different. He's important. Now, here's the way Jesus answers him. He doesn't answer his question. He says, I say to you, unless you, one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He just went cut to the chase. Guess what, what kids do? They cut to the chase. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? And I think he probably said it like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? That's how they talked. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is what? Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from, where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So Jesus is laying out for him, this is how you become a part of my kingdom. You are born again. You're born of water from your mother's womb. You need to be born of the Spirit because my kingdom is not of this earth. So he's explaining this to this this Pharisee. And this is a response of an adult. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Now, if Jesus would have told that to a little kid, he would have gone, yes, cool, Jesus. I love it. He wouldn't have questioned Jesus. But the Pharisees and adults, sometimes we question him on every turn. Well, if God's so good, why wouldn't so much bad be in the world? I don't believe I can believe in a God like that that allows people to die. And we start going philosophically. We try to, how we try to explain creation. We don't want to receive it by faith, but a little child will receive it by faith. You tell them God created the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. Guess what they'll say? Yeah, that was good. God's good. He can do anything, can he, Daddy? And yet we will go and we'll try to figure out, i got to see it in black and white. Show me the video. Seriously, we have a problem as adults with childlike faith. And I think even after we're saved 
after we've been through, we've, we've been children, we've come into the kingdom and we receive with joy that the, the, the word of God and the spirit of God. Sometimes in, when the rough things come in life and the trials and the tribulations come, we think we've got to become adults and act in a different way other than faith. We think we can fix it now because we're older. And a little kid will come to mommy and daddy because they can't fix it. I say, daddy, it's broken. My bicycle's broken. Can you fix it? And daddy will say, well, I would have said no, I can't. But I'll take it somewhere and get it fixed. <laughs> You're getting what I'm saying this morning? Sometimes you are in your trials and your tribulations of life. And you forget that you need to go to daddy. So you'll go to Oprah and you'll go to Dr. Phil and you'll go to the internet. Am I, can I get a witness? If I want to figure out how to do something, I've got to get on the internet because it's always the truth. Yeah. If you're just now visiting, that's a joke. Remember the old joke that children are awesome, but then they grow up to be teenagers? That's kind of what happens, though. As, as children of Christ, we grow up. And, and I'm, not talking about, I'm not being talking against being mature in our faith. I'm talking about walking in our flesh. And we do that as Christians, amen? Well, we revert to that at times. So Jesus said, if you got, you're going to be born in the kingdom, you've got to be born of... The, of water, you've been born of water, you need to be born of the Spirit. And then he says in 18, Matthew 18, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, this is the flesh, guys, listen. Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a what? Little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Again, we've gone from Nicodemus, the Pharisee, to the disciples that have been walking with Jesus for over two years. And they're still arguing about who's going to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Who can, us, who can sit at your right hand, Jesus? And they're still thinking in their earthly, fleshly ways. And Jesus, to show them and prove to them this is what it is, he says, come here, kid. And the little child they don't know anything else but to come to Jesus when he calls them. It didn't say they had to force and drag a kid to come and sit in Jesus' lap. He said he called him. Jesus called the little child to come and sit, and he came and sit in his, sat in his midst. I want to ask you this morning, how many of you gave your life to Christ before the age of 10? Raise your hand. Or stand up. Let's tell it be more Stand up if you gave your life to Christ before the age of 10. Thank you. Praise God. You know what? Y'all probably came in with just childlike faith. You may be seated. How many of you, you were 10 or 11 and over that you came to Jesus? Stand. You know what? This is not the norm. 
But I thank God for every one of you. You may be seated. Why do you think VBS is so important? You see, some people, they, they will go to these scriptures and they'll go, well, this is what we're supposed to be like. But did you know that this can also be taken literally? Little children are ready to come to Jesus. If they've got a mom and dad that are doing halfway what they're supposed to do, if they're going to a church that's doing halfway what they're supposed to do, kids will get saved like that. It'll just be quick because they have this thing called childlike faith. Jesus said to the disciples when they came up and asked him who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He said, you've got to do this. This is in my paraphrase. He said, you've got to change the way you think, which means to be converted, to repent. You've got to become like children, not become childish, but become like children and humble yourself. We're talking this morning about how we enter the kingdom of God. You can't enter the kingdom of God on your terms. Again, we talk about a little child. A little child doesn't usually think past their next juice box. Seriously. A little child can't come to Jesus, a little toddler. and Jesus, you wouldn't believe all the things I've done for you. Because he hadn't done anything. He doesn't come with his works. Little child, little toddler, not going to come to Jesus with all of his accomplishments. Unless he's a child prodigy. He's not going to come and show Jesus his seminary degree on the wall. A little child really has nothing really of value to offer the kingdom. In the way we think of value. Do they? No, they don't. They don't have any pride. Just watch, see, he's, he's crying in church. He doesn't care that, you, that he's crying. I'm serious. Now, if, if Jim and Jan, if Jan started crying real loud, Jim would probably go, what's going on? We're in church. Quit crying. <laughs> Unless you're moved by the Spirit. Some of you got kids, you know why we send them downstairs? Because if you don't, if you're not watching them every second, they're going to be running around up here. We got kids, we say, you know, you're not supposed to get on the stage. Guess what? They get on the stage. I love it when we call our kids down to the front, you know, because they don't care. They just come. Kids, come to the front. If I said, all of you adults, come, step, come to the front. Half of you look at me like, no way, no how. What's he going to do to me now? He's going to make me sign a pledge card. <laughs> See, it's, it's not, we're, we don't humble ourselves very easily, do we? Just be honest, come on. We, we don't. We don't like to take the lower place and elevate somebody above us. We're competitive. Listen to what Charles Spurgeon said many years ago. Children do not try to be humble, but they are. (laughs) And the same is the case with a really gracious person. But the imitation of humility is sickening. But the reality of humility is attractive. The imitation of humility is sickening, he said. In other words, you're pretending 
to be humble. You know how you know somebody's faking it to being humble? When they, when they tell you they're very humble. I'm so humble. You know, that's fake. Uh-uh. Flip one chapter over, Matthew 19. This is what the kingdom looks like. Now we know how you get in the kingdom. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to be converted. You've got to change your mind, repent, become like a little child in that sense. But this is what he says the kingdom looks like. This is so awesome. Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked him. See, they're real slow. They're pretty slow. Little kids coming up to Jesus. What do you think, why do you think they came up to Jesus? Because he carried a bag of candy? No. No. He, he, just, he just would love. Little kids can find, figure out if you, if you love them or not. They can discern. They, they don't have to have a spirit of discernment. They just know. And Jesus, the kids were just coming up to him. He didn't have a red suit on and a white beard, and they were coming up to him. The disciples rebuked the kids. Wow. You start messing with the kids around here, I think Brother Cam might rebuke you. And a few other of the adults. (laughs) But Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them. Now we don't know the intensity of what he said or how he said it, the inflection in his voice. But he said this, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Now he said, if you want to come in the kingdom, you've got to be like a kid. He said, the kingdom is like children. Some of you might be disappointed when you get to heaven and people are dancing and shouting and praising God. And he might have a section for y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in heaven now. Sure do like this cloud. I just don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be an awesome party. I just think it's going to be joy. Man, it's going to be pure joy. Again, Jesus doesn't want us to act like little children or be childish in our ways. But he does want us to come to him full of faith. Faith is born out of trust, pure trust. You know, a child can have bad parents and still trust them and love them. Y'all know that? Some of you, maybe, maybe you came from homes like that. Your mom didn't love you, dad didn't love you, or maybe they, they rejected you, or maybe they, they gave you up for adoption or something. And you never knew that kind of love. But whoever was put in your life as a guardian or a parent, you loved them. Maybe to a certain period in life, and if they did some certain things to you, maybe you quit loving them or you rejected them. But I have yet to find many people that have just totally turned their back on their parents, even if their parents were abusive. I just haven't. There's something that God puts within us for our earthly parents. But how much more should our love be for our Heavenly Father that's done nothing but good for us, that sent His Son to die for us? Look at Ephesians 5, 
I've got just a little bit more to go. Oh, no, actually, I've got a bunch more. I forgot. When I was doing Simon Says, I was going to say, Simon Says, I love long sermons. <laughs> you are supposed to say that, but I forgot. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Say children. children. <laughs> Walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Now, look at, let's look at the context of why he said this. Turn back to chapter 4. We're going to start with verse 25. We won't get all the context, but we'll get a lot of it. He said, be imitators of God as dear children in, in chapter 5, verse 1, all right? Now, look at verse 25. He's talking to the church, right? The church at where? Ephesus. He's writing to the church. Y'all got that? He's writing to the, say the church. He's writing to the church at Ephesus, and he, he says this. Paul writes this. Therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry. Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who steal, steal no longer, but let, rather let him labor, working with his hands. What is good? That he might have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. He had to write that to the church. Because they were adults. This is how it would be for me to say this. And Wes is here, so I'm gonna, I'll just use him as an example. Wes, you need to always tell the truth. Wes, I know sometimes you get upset with people, but you need to forgive them. Because if you just harbor that anger, it's only going to hurt you. Wes, it's not right for you to take something that doesn't belong to you. Would you like it if somebody came in and stole your stuff? Wes, there's some chores for you to do. And this is, I'm thinking he's little, okay. Matter of fact, I've got some chores for you to do at my house. <laughs> and if you do them well, I'll pay you. I'll give you an allowance, 25 cents. <laughs> Wes, there are people in this world who are less fortunate than you. It's always going to be good when you can help those in need. And Wes, your words are important. They're life and death. When you say ugly things to other people, it really hurts them. Don't believe that old saying that sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you because words hurt. And it's always best to say good things to people. See, that's what Paul just said to the church at Ephesus in different language. You get it? Sometimes we need to be reminded, like little children, of how it is, what it should look like to be a part of the kingdom of God. We need to know that it's not right to hang on to unforgiveness. That we are to be people that forgive others. That should be our nature as children of God. That's why he said, after he said all that, he said, Therefore, imitate God, children. Be like God. Walk in love. Christ has loved us. He's given himself for us. Can't you walk in this same love? 
And finally, I want to talk about what it looks like to worship in the kingdom. Talked about how you get in the kingdom, what the kingdom looks like. But I want us to talk about worship. And then we'll close. Matthew 21. Would y'all turn there? Man, it's not even 1230. Doing good. <laughs> must mean there's going to be a long invitation and lots of people getting saved. Amen? Yeah. You know why it's so cool to study, to prepare for a sermon like this? Is you see things you never saw before. And I know you don't, it doesn't happen just because I'm studying for a sermon. That should be all of us when you're digging in the Word. But when you're looking at, at a topic and you start searching topically, like the kingdom, you'll see things you've not seen before. Matthew 21, and before we get to verse 14, this, I'm going to set the stage. Jesus had just rode in uh, on the donkey to Jerusalem, and this was the day what we call Palm Sunday. And all, everybody's waving their palms and they were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And then Jesus, after he gets down, he goes into the temple and he, he drives out and he kicks over the money changers' tables because he said, you've made my, my house a den of thieves. You've changed it. you perverted the house of God, the temple of God. And that really ticked off the Pharisees because they were getting a lot of that profit there. But look at verse 14. This is all in that same time frame. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And what? He healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, this, I've never seen this before, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. The children. The children recognized Jesus. They were crying out, Hosanna to the king of kings. So they... But the adults, the religious people, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read from Psalms 8-2? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Out of the mouth of nursing babes and infants, you have perfected praise. That quote is from Psalm 8-2, and this is what Psalm 8-2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. I'm telling you, Jesus was talking about praise equaling strength and walking with God. Praise and worship is so important. But listen, we've got to become like little children. We've got to be able to jump and shout in the presence of the King. Just like you would when your daddy would come into the room. And daddy, when you were little and you were a toddler, you always raised your hands up. But guess what daddy would do? He would extend his arms downward to pick you up. That's what our father is like. There's strength in our praise, in our worship. And it can't come from manufactured praise. It can't. You can raise your hands, you can shout, and you can dance. But if it's not from here, it's not real. You've probably been told one time or another in your life, stop acting like a kid. Grow up, right? 
Act like an adult. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's wrong to be an adult, okay? I don't, I don't want emails. Well, we just got to be silly in church. That's not what I'm saying. Y'all know that, don't you? God's calling us to, to live from here. That's what kids do. They, they live from their heart. They worship from their heart. You know when a baby cries? And mom's in the next room, the mom's, that baby will get the mom's attention. Now, you might not call it praise and worship, (laughs) but she's calling or he's calling out to you. And that's what we do to God. We call out to him. One of our songs we sang, if I call, will you come? Yeah, he will. Yes, he will. I think that's why Jesus was referred to, or our Father was referred to as Abba. The term of endearment in the Greek meaning daddy. Our Father. <laughs> you know, we get, we get religious too much. Say, hey, daddy. You know, I've never been one to pray that way, and I, but I, I wouldn't raise that way, so it's kind of, it's bridging that gap. I was just praying to Daddy, Abba, Daddy, because I always say Father. It's a, a reverence to him. But it's okay to call him Daddy, too. It is. That's why Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Are you ready back there for the video? Could you just bring, I, I want to set it before you start it, okay? So just bring the lights down in here. Rarely do, a, an, I've actually have done a couple of times the invitation by video. This really isn't a video in the sense that there's moving pictures, but I want you to be sure and see what this little boy said. This is powerful, but this is what I want to bring to you to, this morning as invitation okay I'm going to just pray before we show it just bow your heads and then after after the after that's over I'd like to invite our ministry team to come forward quietly and be re- ready for the response this morning but I really believe this is something God has laid on my heart So, Father, I thank you for this little boy. I thank you for his boldness. And, Father, I pray that we would become more like that as your children. And, Father, if there's one, there might be five here today or ten. Maybe they've said something in their mind, but it's never gone to their heart. Maybe out of fear or what they've been taught. But Father, today you would break through all of that within that person or persons and show them Jesus, the pure love, the forgiveness, the hope that is there. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Mike, can I talk to you? You bet, Logan. What's up? I want to tell you something that God just told me. Okay. Last night, my dad was roping this calf. 
And this calf had been born from a really old cow. She she didn't have really the greatest milk. She didn't have like the vitamin C and stuff. Okay. Hold on. Mom. So cute, I guess his mom talked. I'm talking right now. I'll be up in a But sorry about that. But anyway, she broke her back. And this morning I went out and put her down myself. I was talking to God. I was asking God why she was special. And God said, you know, Logan, but my son was special. But he died for a purpose. It's kind of the same thing. That calf was close to me, and God's son was close to him. Logan, you're you're so right. It's true. Think you're gonna be okay? Yeah, I'll be fine. But I just wanted to tell you guys that that is so important. Just remember, when you lose a loved one or a pet, always remember that God gave his son too, and he understands. He will always understand. He will always just run to him. Logan, you're wiser than you know, buddy. Oh, sometimes I don't think I'm wise. Uh, trust me, I've done a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> but I've learned from it. Yeah, but see, buddy, that's what makes you wise, somebody that learns from their mistakes. Oh, I just figured I'd better call and share with you guys. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. I couldn't really laugh through that. I was, I was so teared up every time I watch it or listen to it. One lady responded. There was uh, where you could respond to this post. And uh, I wanted to read what she responded. She said, I first heard this a couple of years ago, and it moves me now just like it did then. For one so young at the time, he already has knowledge of the Bible and what it teaches. He has learned responsibility. He has faith in God. He's experienced the difficulty of making painful choices and having the strength of following through on it the importance of giving testimony, and of the pain of losing someone or something that he loved. A lot of grown men have not learned as much as he has. You know, I thought maybe, maybe there's some people here this morning that you had to become an adult too quick. You've never experienced just the father's love or a mother's love, but you've not experienced really his love. The Father's love. Maybe you've played the game for a long time and maybe you're a member of a church. I don't know, but what I, what I want you to know this morning is God's calling us to be a part of His kingdom and it looks like a bunch of kids that are enjoying their Father and know how much He loves us. Would you all stand? If you're here this morning, you've never really received Jesus or confessed Him and to become Lord of your life. And I think today would be a great day. Don't you all, church? It would be a good day to get saved. So I just ask you this morning, if you would, 
step out and come as, as Jody plays. Come experience what it's like to come back and be renewed in your faith. Maybe some of you have just become so stagnant in your faith and you forgot what it's like when you first came to Christ. And today you would say, I need to be, I need to recommit my life. I've kind of come stuffy, become old and stagnant in my ways. And God would want you to come. Father, I thank you for this morning. And I know people have been touched. I know the word's gone forth. And I know you're not going to drag anybody up and make them become a Christian or make them recommit their life. But I just pray, Father, right now that those walls of stubbornness and pride would come down and that we would come to a place of humility. See, it's more important what God thinks of me than what I think of myself. And I need to know that God loves me. That I can be forgiven. I can be restored. I can be in the kingdom of God today for eternity. Touch the lives, touch hearts this morning in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's you, just step out and come. We have people.